ain't no, ain't no sense in claiming to have the Holy Spirit and, and loving the Lord if you're just ignorant. The Bible says my people are destroyed for a lack of knowledge. And so many of the things that we struggle with as it relates to health, just go ahead and move through those slides. Uh, I'll let you know when to stop. Many, many of the things that we struggle with as it relates to our health, and when we talk about health, remember, we're talking about a holistic approach. Stay right there. That's why we um, are in a series uh, specifically looking at the creation health model. I have these books in my hand because, again, those of you who want to take your life to the next level, I don't understand how you're going to do it if you don't read. Like, that's just, like, I mean, I could preach a whole sermon on just on reading and being thirsty for knowledge. Uh, some of us spend too much time on, on Facebook, and uh, we don't spend enough time improving ourselves, getting wisdom, getting knowledge, and uh, especially as it relates to your health. Um, have you ever noticed there's a reason why Whole Foods and um, Trader Joe's are in certain neighborhoods? Yeah, well, there's a bunch of reasons. There's a bunch of reasons. But I, I'm, just, I'm just saying, you know, if, if they did put a Whole Foods in certain neighborhoods, it'd go out of business. And, and, and again, I think the emphasis that I want to make today is my people are destroyed for a lack of knowledge. And so one of the things that we believe as a church is, yes, we want the Holy Spirit. Yes, we want to love people. But a lot of that stuff could be impeded if you ain't healthy. Some of the most unhappy people on the planet are sick people. Everybody been to a hospital lately? I mean, I know all the hospitals very well in Cleveland. And if you go in there and you see somebody smiling, you praise God for that. It's just hard to be happy when you have dialysis. Just hard to be happy. Oh, come on. When you're on, about, when you're on different meds, you got a diet of meds every day. And, and what, what we want to talk about today is just the, sort of the last, the last portion of the whole health piece. And again, I want to emphasize... Saints, please, this is not judgment, all right? But if you're going to grow in Christ, emphasis on grow, you have to want to. You have to want to. There are so many of us that are just comfortable, like, going to church. And that's okay if you want to, but, like, there are church people that's dying too early. And we're praying for healing. Come on, say Amen. We spiritualize everything, praying for healing. They're not going to be healed. That made somebody upset. Some stuff doesn't need a prayer for healing. It just needs a change of lifestyle. Right. So what we told you is there are three, three basic principles to being healthy in this order. Number one, it's your mindset. What's what, everybody? Mindset. Just how you think. You got to think, I want to be healthy. I was watching uh, the uh, documentary, which, I, again, just passing on information. Uh, if you have Netflix... Uh, watch fat, sick, and nearly dead. And they were talking to one guy, and they were like, look, man, you know, how long do you expect to live? He said, I expect to live, nah, 55. Uh, 55? Like, why? He's just like, well, I know I'm not eating the way I'm supposed to or taking care of my body the way I'm supposed to, but I'd rather be happy and enjoy what I'm doing than to live a long time and not enjoy it. But see, that's the, that's the ignorance of it all, because you're not going to be happy when you have open-heart surgery. You're not going to be happy with a <laughs> Prostate exams are not happiness. I just hit 40. I'm just going to leave it right there. <laughs> cancer, cancer. Listen, radiation treatment is not, that ain't happiness. You see what I'm saying? You see the stuff that we say, and it's just, it just perpetuates ignorance. And, and here's, here's a selfish thing about such a mindset. Okay, you're going to be happy and die, but nobody ever really dies like that. Nobody just eats themselves dead, and then, you know, they just, they just die. No pain, nothing. It doesn't happen like that. But let's just say if it did, then you leave your family to deal with, so they're going to be happy. You could have lived to 80, but you lived to 55. All right, so I'm not saying this to be braggadocious. I'm not saying this to be braggadocious, but I'm just, these are facts, and I'm just going to state it, now, and I'm saying it unapologetically. Seventh-day Adventist Church, we got, we, we got the lockdown on the health thing. Boom. I feel pretty good about that. We live eight years longer than the average American. Facts. And there are, about, there are three places uh, all over the world that are called blue zones. Some of you may have seen it before. Blue zones are where you have the highest concentration of people that lead to be 100. One of those places is Loma Linda, California. And it's pretty much a 100% Adventist population. And, 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 and listen, it, it's, it, this ain't a pro-Adventist thing. I'm just saying... There needs, if you are spiritual, there needs to be an emphasis not just on what you're reading and what sermon you're hearing and being set free from stuff. You need to also start thinking about 
how are you going to serve the Lord in the most effective way possible by having the maximum and optimal quality of life, which means, translation, being healthy. Amen? Amen? Amen. So we're going to talk a little bit about that today. And unfortunately, and I say unfortunately, we're going to talk about my least favorite, well, it's my favorite topic, but it's my least favorite topic because I'm about to be under conviction. Go to, go to, go to the next one. So mindset, uh, go ahead, number two. Uh, exercise, and then thirdly, food, and that's where we're going to go right now. By the way, these are three things you do right now, you'll change your health, period. Scientific. This ain't the Bible. <laughs> so we're always preaching the Bible. But no, this is not the Bible. I'm telling you science. The Bible don't convince nobody anymore. But if I tell you science, then you'll hear me. They say if you want to turn your health around right now, it says, look, have a mindset that says that I want a healthy lifestyle, not a diet. Then number two, it says, uh, you know, exercise before food. Now, unfortunately, a lot of health freaks, the first thing they talk about is what, y'all? Yeah, they're plate, these are police, like they're food police. You know what I'm saying? They're always looking to see what somebody's eating. All right, but you don't exercise. For real, like if you're a healthy person and you don't look good, I don't want it. No, I'm serious. Some of them look very depressed. Scared their eyes are sunken in. Just, it's just I don't want that. I, don't, I mean, I think you should look, you should look good. And so all three of these, let's go. All right, so let's get it. So we're going we're gonna to talk about food today, all right? We're going to talk about food. Let's pray. Lord, help us today in Jesus' name. Amen. All right, I love to eat. Love it. Everybody loves to eat. No, I love to eat. I love to eat. When I first got to Cleveland, I researched what were the local delicacies here. And I was a vegetarian at the time. Uh, yeah. Well, I, I'm vegetarian like uh, two, three months out of the year, essentially. So uh, I got to Cleveland, and you know my wife's from here. I have heard of this uh, Polish boy. What? I mean, what in the world? Beef sausage with uh, French fries, coleslaw, in that order, right? And the barbecue sauce. Now, you guys can sit up here and look holy all you want. But I'm telling you, broke, broke vegetarianism. I broke it. And then the corned beef. That's, all, that's totally Cleveland. You know, it's, it's a Cleveland thing. Now, everybody serves corned beef. And I lived on the East Coast. And, and I'm supposed to be preaching a sermon on health. And right now, I don't know if I'm helping this thing. But I, you know, I lived in uh, New Jersey, where we have a high concentration of delis and Jews, uh, more so than, than Cleveland. And I've been to some of the best delis on the planet. And pastrami, I'm telling you, I love food. All that stuff. But the corned beef here at, over at Vienna's distribution uh, center, hey, it's amazing how y'all know y'all eat this stuff. I'm going to be honest. I was at the grocery store, and one of the senior members of our church, which I will leave nameless, I was looking in their basket. I did. I wanted to see what they had, and they had a big brisket of corned beef. So you can pretend all you want that these things don't interest you, but they do. And I know you're going to listen to me today. You will. So, uh, you know, I, I'm just, and when I take vacations, my wife will tell you, my vacations are planned not around attractions. Who cares? Who cares if they have attractions and there's no food? There's no food in the area. When I went to Punta Cana, you know, you go to these places and the resort and then they're serving American food. That bothers me. I'm saying I didn't come here for that. Some of you are real picky. You don't like to eat certain things. You bother me. You get on my nerves. I can't, I hate to be around. It, it, drives, my, it drives me crazy with my kids. Because my kids are like, there's certain things they want to eat. And I'm like, we didn't raise you that way. We didn't raise you that way at all. That's a whole other conversation. We actually raised our kids to be vegan. <laughs> but whatever you are, that's what they're going to be. When the first day that the veganism was broken, we were at a, um, we were at, uh, I don't know, it was Cedar Point, something like that. Six Flags. And when I go to these places, I'm like, where's the smoked turkey leg? Like, I need that in my life right now. And uh, my daughter just kept watching. I mean, meat used to disgust my children. And then they just saw us enjoying it. And after a while, I'm telling you, it was broken. I mean, it was really broken in them. And so, again, I mean, I, I, just, I, just, I love food. I love food. I love to cook. I watch the Food Network. I just, listen, guys, I, I, the reason I'm saying this is because I don't want anybody to be con feel condemned today based upon what I'm going to say. So I just want you to know I'm with you in the struggle. I just got to go ahead and say it because, you know, there's some people watching online right, line right now. They're going to get on my page. And they're, and they're going to ask, you know, wonder if, what I'm eating and what do I eat. I'm not a vegetarian. I'm not. Um, what I am is. 
Okay, let me tell you what I've stopped doing. I've stopped doing labels because I have been vegan. I've been, anybody know what I'm talking about? Y'all know. Come on, come on. I've been a vegan. I've been a vegetarian. I've done it all. And I feel like when I label myself, that's for me. Somebody else, you may be different. I just feel like when I label myself, I cause myself problems. And even in the moments when I'm a vegan, I try to find ways to get around that. For example, Oreos are vegan. Oreos are vegan. So, I mean, I'm just saying, that's just me. I don't know about you. Guys, I love food. I mean, I love to eat. But, but here's the difference. There's a difference. And I want to, here's what the word says there. There is a difference between liking to eat and loving food. Most of, culturally speaking, and I can speak as an authority on this. Hey, I hear folks, hey, let's go to a soul food restaurant. Why? I was raised in that. Does anybody know what I'm talking about? I can't go to these places. My mother, every Saturday, every Sabbath, we had um, candy yams. Emphasis on candy. With pineapples, you know, all the stuff in there. Um, You know, marshmallows. We had um, greens. An assortment of meats. Smorgasbord of meats. Um... Macaroni and cheese, of course. And everybody can't make macaroni and cheese. Everybody can't do it. That's why I struggle. You know, I'm not going to call any names of some of the businesses in town that are in Shaker, you know, down St. Clair, some of the establishments that claim to be soul food restaurants. I struggle with that. My mom's from Georgia. And I'm serious. Everybody in my, they can cook. They can throw down. I struggle. And so I'm just saying, I mean, I mean, I like, I mean, I not only like food, I, I claim to be a kind of a foodie, I'm a connoisseur, I have an app on my phone that gives me updates of new restaurants. And I try to try all the new spots in Cleveland, all of them. I'm saying this is a problem for me, but I'm realizing through knowledge and the study of the word that the Bible actually makes a distinction between eating and food. Most of us like to eat, but we don't like food. Can I show you? All right, before I show you, i got to tell you some bad theological habits that set us up not to like food. There's a difference in the Bible between eating and food. Therefore, most of us don't like food. We like to eat. Let me make it take, take a step further. A lot of the stuff we like to eat, here it is. I'll just go give it to you. It's not food. Okay, let me move quickly. Watch this. Here's, some, here's, here's part of our problem. So there's some people who kind of like try to like minimize the whole thing of health. We're saved by grace, y'all. Listen, ain't no need. We eat whatever you want, and we, we look at the writings of Paul. I want to argue two extremes that are a problem for us. Stay with me. Two extremes that are a problem. First extreme is this. When we try to make salvation based upon what we eat. There's some people that do that. Okay. If you can eat your way to heaven, then you don't need Jesus. Right? The flip side is the same. That what you eat does not make you a sinner. We got to stop doing that. Y'all know who I'm talking to. We've got the food police. We got to shut that down. Giving people guilt and the oppression. How many of you have been in a health seminar or presentation and you felt real fearful and guilty after it was over and you went and got a corned beef sandwich like I would? I mean, because you got to find some way to self-medicate after all the stuff you just heard, right? I don't drink, I don't smoke, I don't go to the club, I eat. That's my issue right there. So here's some of the, look look at these texts. Here's some of the texts, right? So Mark 7, the Bible says, are you so dull? Jesus talking. He asked, don't you see that, what does the Bible say? Nothing that enters a person from the outside can defile them. Right, right? Keep going. For For it doesn't go into their heart, but into their what? And then out of the what? Now, Jesus is essentially saying it's not that what goes into a man that makes a man unclean. It's what comes out of him. So I want to be very clear here that what I eat and what I don't eat doesn't make me more spiritual. Jesus said that. In other words, impurity has nothing to do with the amount of pork I eat. Impurity is pride. Impurity is lust. Impurity, are y'all hearing me now, is unforgiveness. Do you hear what Jesus is very clear here? But however, let me make a distinction. Let me make a distinction. Watch what Jesus says. He says, in saying this, Jesus declared all foods clean. And so then we say, well, Jesus said all foods are clean. We're saved by grace. We can eat whatever we want. But here's the problem with that. Jesus said all foods are clean. There are some things that we declare clean that ain't food. 
There's a difference between what we like to eat and what the Bible actually calls food. Are y'all still here? I mean, you act like my kids when it's time to do homework. Like, some of y'all got an attitude. We're not shouting or hollering today. Verse, uh, 1 Timothy 4, watch this. For everything God created, read y'all, is what? And nothing is to be what? It is to be received with what? And so then we say, well, shoot, man, we can, if nothing's to be rejected, we should receive it with thanksgiving. So, man, let's just go ahead and eat. Listen, the, the Bible is not wrong here. It's not wrong. The question is, is, was Paul talking about food or was Paul talking about something else? I mean, if, 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 this, if we can give thanksgiving for everything, then why can't I eat a dead human being's body? I just pray over that thing, you know, pray God bless it, and just roll with it. It just sounds stupid, right? And so we just got to be careful. Just because you pray over it doesn't mean it's going to resist the effects of the laws of the human body. Let's keep going here. Another text, uh, Colossians 2. The Bible says, read, y'all. Therefore, do not let anyone what? By what? Or with regard to religious festivals, so forth, so on, Sabbath. I agree. And many of you guys in here, some of you, you get angry when you hear this. But guys, the Bible is right. Don't let nobody judge you because of what you eat, even what day you worship on. The Bible says you cannot. You know why? Because you do not have the capacity to determine somebody's destination based on what you see them doing. The Bible is, the Bible is warning us, stop judging people all the time because you don't have capacity. How, how can you judge somebody when you're not in an, ele- an elevated position to them? You're in the same position trying to be saved yourself. So how are you going to make judgment on somebody based on what Paul is clear. How many agree with that? How many, honestly, how, you, you have no right. I see three hands. It's a problem. You have no business casting judgment on somebody because of what you see them do. I'm going to give you an extreme example. If somebody commits suicide, some of you go around here and say, oh, they're going to be lost. There's no way they can be saved. How do you know? How can you make that determination? Because the last thing they did was sin. How do you know they didn't have five seconds before they died where the Holy Spirit got through to them and they were able to repent in coma? You don't know. It's not. I just messed with somebody's head. You are not in a position, according to the scriptures, to make judgments about people's spirituality. We have a problem with that. Uh-huh, but It's true. So, I'm saying I'll to tell you this. We got bad theology. You cannot tell people they're saved by what they eat. But, Pastor, the health message is the right arm of the gospel. It could be the left foot, right arm, third toe, but it's not the gospel. The gospel is, for by grace you've been saved through faith, that not of yourselves, it's a gift of God. If it's not a gift, then you can eat your way. If it's not a gift, then you can pray your way. If it's not a gift, I can preach my way to heaven. If it's not a gift, then I can be kind to enough to people and make my way to heaven. But how many know none of your good works are good enough? The Bible says, not of works, lest anyone should boast. If and Listen, how many, how many can claim right now the assurance of salvation? But the assurance of your salvation has nothing to do with you. Can we rejoice right now and say, if I'm saved, now how about, I am saved. And I'm saved because of the blood of Jesus. I am covered in Christ, right? Be clear on that. However, you can't just mistreat your temple and go to heaven. You 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 can't just mistreat your body and be saved. Not intentionally. Go on. Y'all still here? All right, so let, let's just talk a little bit about cause and effect. All right. So look at these texts right here. The Bible says, for my people are destroyed for a lack of what? Go to the next one. I'm talking about cause and effect. No, no, I love this verse in Proverbs. And I love the King James Version on this. Uh, Proverbs 26, and I think it's verse 6, says, the curse causeless shall not come. I love that. I love it. I just love it. Watch watch this now. The curse, causeless, shall not come. Translation, there's no such thing as bad things happening without a cause and effect situation. There's got to be cause. It's not causeless. Well, the devil devil gave me diabetes. No, no, no. I've heard preachers say diabetes is a spirit. (laughs) Yes, it is. It's a spirit of Krispy Kreme donuts. It's a, it's, a, it's a spirit of drinking pop all the time. Come on in here, y'all. That's all it is. Listen, when we talk about health, I want to be very clear right now. Health is, has, 
is not a moral issue. It is a health issue. I'm going to take it a step further. Let me give you a prime example of this. You know, in our country, we demonize people who, who struggle with drugs and addiction. We, we demonize them to the extent that we criminalize them. I, have a, I don't know what your, your thinking is on this. This is just my opinion. I'm just going to share it because I can, I, well, since I'm speaking, I, I, I want to say this, okay? So this is, this, this is my personal thing. I don't think that people, uh, this is just me. I'm, your politics may be different, and I'm going to tell you why. I don't think people should go to jail because of drugs. I think they should legalize this stuff. It's just my opinion. You don't stop people from using drugs by creating a law. What you do is you take fathers and you separate them from their children, not because they're criminals, but because they got a health issue. Drugs is a public health issue. I'm not talking about shooting and killing. I'm talking about finding somebody getting caught with possession because you got a father that lives in a hopeless, uh, poverty-infested community and gets hooked on drugs, and, and, and because he's found with possession, you're going to charge him with possession, you're going to charge him with distribution, and that's not really his problem. The problem is, is we got a hopelessness issue. Do you realize that the number one imprisonment issue of African Americans are drug-related issues? That's not, they criminalizing y'all. I'm going to go there. They're criminalizing y'all to keep you in jail, get you in the system, you stay in the system. But it's not a criminal problem. It's a health issue. It's not a moral issue. It's that we have people who are hopeless and they self-medicate on cocaine. Well, you self-medicate on work. But there's no law against that. Everybody self-medicate on something. I ain't on no crack pipe. But you watch TV. My wife and I just looked at some research the other day, which made us make some adjustments with our kids as well as relates to technology. There are studies that are showing right now that the way that these folks design video games, they use psychologists, they use medical professionals with the intent to make your kids addicted to the games. So that when you tell them to get off the game, they get an attitude which demonstrates withdrawal symptoms, just like, and they're noticing that the brain pattern, the, the, the brain patterns and the neuroplasticity in the brain is showing that these kids on these devices, the oversaturation and use of it, their brains function like crackheads. This, I mean, come on. So let's not make one thing worse than the other. What I'm trying to tell you is, is that when we talk about health, let's leave it there. We're talking about health. And if we get the right knowledge and we function in that knowledge, then we can make changes because God's grace is sufficient. That's what I want you to know. God's grace is sufficient for us. Some of us ain't know no better. And I'm learning every day. The science is changing anyway. So anyway, let's, let's keep on going here. Look at the, the more texts that talk about cause and effect. The Bible says, do not be deceived. God cannot be mocked. A man reaps what he sows. This is, a, this is not, saints, this is not so much spiritual. It's a law. If I jump, if I, if I stand up here and say, I'm going to fly. I'm going to fly. I, I say, oh, I believe I can fly. <laughs> you want me to preach my sermon exactly the way I preached in the first service. No, I mean, how many know if I jump, no matter how many times I, I sing, I believe I can fly, no matter how many times I say I'm going to fly, if I jump off this, what law is going to kick in? Gravity. Law. Listen, saints of God, if I throw this water bottle up, it's got to come down. It don't, I can pray. Stay up there. Please, Lord, don't let it come down. It's coming down. Why? It's a law. It's a law God set up. It's a law of gravity, and God put it there for a reason. The planet's spinning over 1,000 miles per hour. So how does God's going to hold us? We're spinning right now. How does God hold us to the planet? He puts gravity down to keep us still so we can sit in church and not have vertigo. So likewise with gravity, health is a law. There are physical laws. There are spiritual laws. And then there are health laws. Keep it there. Amen? And here's the thing with health laws. And this is all I'm setting up to say this. You cannot do whatever you want with your body and not expect for there to be effects when there's a cause. Black people, y'all listening to me? White folks, y'all listening to me? Yellow folks, y'all listening to me? Everybody listening to me? All right, keep on going. So healing and wholeness. Now look at what God's ideal is for us. This is all word. The Bible says, uh, teaches that, you know, know, every time Jesus talks about saving somebody, the word for salvation is the word sozo. Can you say sozo? That's S-O-Z-O. That's the Greek word for salvation. Now, that word means more than escaping hell. Anytime we, I just want, I'm going to be saved. Well, saved means more than just getting you from planet Earth to, to, to heaven. It means to what, y'all? Deliver. It means what else? 
it means what else? It, what else does it mean? Restore health and what? Just why Jesus did more healing than he did preaching. Because he's not just concerned about your heart. He's also concerned about your health. Y'all not hearing me. Because God is love. Come on, y'all. God, listen, man, how many of you would want to marry somebody and they only concerned about getting you in bed? Some of y'all that's freaky, you're like, well, I'll take that right now. <laughs> Not when you marry. Come on, say amen. You want somebody to love you, to love your children, to love your mind. Come on in here, somebody, to love the things that you love. Uh, you want them to love all of you. All of you. And Christ is not just concerned about your soul. He's concerned about your health. He's concerned about your marriage. We're going to talk about family in our next series. He's concerned. And that's why the scriptures say, go to the next slide. Look what the scriptures say. John 10, read this, y'all. The thief does not come except to what? And to what? And to do what? But what does Jesus say? I have come that they may have what? And that they may have it more abundantly. That's not just going to heaven. Stop all y'all trying to go to heaven. Claim that thing by faith. Receive that thing now. But while you're living here, live in the abundant life. Yes, sir. Next. Next. A third John. I love this. I love this one. It says, beloved, read y'all. I pray that you may prosper. Are y'all feeling that? I want you to prosper it off money. Oh, they be preaching prosperity. They preaching that prosperity. Listen, that's why y'all can't praise the Lord. It's hard to praise him when you're broke. It's hard to preach when you're broke. Come on, say amen. Lord, have mercy. Look, listen, man. Number one reason why folks get divorced is over money. They like cheat on me 20 times, but you fool with the money and I'm out of here. That's where we are. The Bible says, I pray that you may prosper in all things and be in health. Well, watch this. So as I'm, even as you're what? So prosperous. So as I'm growing in the word, as I'm growing spiritually, the Lord said, no, no, no. I want to balance here. I want you to grow in the word spiritually, and I want you to get healthy. I want you to exercise. I don't want you to just grow in me and not grow in your body. And you're fine. Everything needs to be growing. And all my young folk, I don't got to worry about that now. People that, let's, let's pick one thing, like uh, let's just say kidney disease and di on dialysis. That didn't start at 50. That started at 20. Yeah. Right. <sighs> I was at Steve Harvey the other day. Steve Harvey said, we got it all mixed up. He said, man, in our 20s, y'all saw that? He said, man, in our 20s, we just, we blowing life. We just making dumb decisions. We all about that fun. He said, then in our 30s, we spend all our time trying to, you know, fix what we messed up in our 20s. Or we start learning the stupid stuff we did in our 20s. By the time you're in your 40s, you're trying to clean up all that. Then you're in your, I mean, come on now. Like, you're in your 20s. Like, come on now, function, function with wisdom. Start thinking on top of the world. Well, I wish I could go back to 20. So, man, that thing went by so fast, Whitehead. I'm 40 in October. I'm 40. I came here in my 30s. I'm not young no more. I've been delivered. <laughs> I'm not young. Like, this is like, this is, I mean, some, of the, some of the older folk, you're offended right now. Because they're like, dude, you're 40. Like, when I was 40, some of, the, some of the sisters, like, when I was 40, I was bad. They all wanted me. Yeah. <laughs> next, 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 next. Watch this. And here's, and this, you can't get around this, y'all. Notice now, here's the connection. Or do you not know that your body is the temple of the Holy Spirit who is in you, whom you have from God? You know, you're bought with a price. So, uh, again, there is cause and effect, but God wants us to be whole. How many receive that right now? God wants us to be whole. God wants us to be healthy, but I want to throw you back right now, and we're going to end this message very soon. Here's the thing. You cannot walk in wholeness when you disobey laws. Now, I need your prayers. I need your prayers because I can smell corned beef wafting in the air right now. You know, just anybody ever been, you know, our brains are something else. You can be in a certain location and it gives you, uh, it gives you a memory. And the memory begins to affect all your senses. You start smelling stuff that's not there. When I walk in my mama's house, I mean, she, I mean, and she's not cooking a whole lot like she used to. But when I go in there, I mean, it's just automatically things, just memories, um, cinnamon rolls. <laughs> my mom would make cinnamon rolls Saturday morning. You just smell them wafting in the air. Wake you up out of bed, cinnamon rolls. Hallelujah. Just make you want to smack somebody, amen? Yeah, go, go, go on, go on. We, I'm sorry. 
Uh, now, here it is. It says, so whether you eat or drink, let's talk about drinking for a minute. Hey, Amen. Look, now, the, the new argument now is, is, you know, we can drink, you know, it's all good, and, you know, red wine is healthy for you. I'm not going to, listen, I'm the last person. Listen, guys, stop arguing with people about whether you should drink or not. My whole thing is, if you're going to drink, hey, just do it to the glory of God. How are you going to do that? <laughs> like, if you're going to smoke weed, do it to the glory of God. Go ahead. Go right at it. Pray, glorify him through that, through that ganja. Go right on ahead. You see what I'm saying? I, I, let, let, understand what I'm saying here. Like, it's just hard to, it's just hard to sanction. Now, now some of you like, oh, oh yeah, 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 you know, drinking. But, but, but again, like, some of you, 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 don't, you don't drink, you don't do anything like that, but you're over excessive in other areas. Many of you eat to cope. So I'm saying, just, let's just be careful that we think through this thing, and we're not just simply trying to do stuff so that we can make ourselves comfortable in what we enjoy. Amen. Whatever we do, let's do to the glory of God. Amen? Amen. All right, now, here go the breakdown. So what's the difference between eating and food? All right. Now, there's only one message in the Bible about health. One. Okay? The, the ultimate message of the Bible in my studies is this. Eat food. That's the message. Well, let's pray. Let's close it. I can go. Eat food. So I was struggling with that because I'm like, wow, eat food. The implication is, is it's possible that many of us are eating things that are not food. And so I went to the word and I realized that is the case. Culturally speaking, most of what we eat in North America is not for real food. All right, let me show you. Let's go to the text. There are three diets in the Bible. Three. Three. I'm going to say them real quick for those of you taking notes. There's the original diet. There is the medicated diet. And then there's the permissive diet. Three diets. Are you ready? Here we go. Three diets. Watch this. Genesis chapter 1, verse 27. Here's the original diet. And, and all this does is define what food is. I simply want to define food today so you can know what's the counterfeit and what's causing disease. All right? Here it goes. The Bible says, so God created mankind, read everybody, in his own what? In the image of God, he created them, male and female, he created them. Next verse. God blessed them and said to them, be fruitful and increase in number, fill the earth and subdue it. Verse uh, verse continue, rule over the fish in the sea and the birds in the air, uh, the sky, and over every living creature that moves on the ground. Verse 29, here it goes. Uh, here, we're going to get our first definition of what food is. The Bible says, then God said, I give you every seed-bearing plant. Now watch this, the Bible's so clear. On the face of the whole earth and every tree that has fruit with seed in it. All right? Uh, the Bible says, they will be yours for food. That's the first mention of food in the Bible. God has just, on the manufacturing assembly line, with his own hands, designed this amazing specimen called man. And so he now, in his mind, says, how is man going to operate on optimum health on this Bugatti? <laughs> uh, Bugatti is that uh, $1.3 million car that I'd like to have one day. One day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah with, with, I mean, it's just amazing. It goes, from six, it goes to 60 in 2.6 seconds. I had to fact check myself. 2.6 seconds now. They, they, I mean, it used to just be three seconds, you know, the, the big supercar. This thing can get there in 2.6. Amazing vehicle. But you don't take no Bugatti to some of these corner places to put gas in it. No, no, you don't no. put no 87 in no, in no Bugatti. <laughs> some of y'all got Altimas, and you don't put 87 in there. You, I mean, you got an Altima, and you just, you know, change, couldn't, couldn't nobody tell you nothing no more. <laughs> put one of them tags on the back. God's favor, you know. <laughs> <laughs> favor of God. Like, you can only put that on the bins, okay? Just favor of God. And then now you, here you are putting that 93 in there. <laughs> Understand now, when you, the word of God says, God says, look, I'm looking at you like a Bugatti. I'm like, there is a certain kind of fuel that needs to go inside of you. And when he defined what food is, original diet, original diet was plants, plants, and fruits. That's it. Now, watch this. What we call vegetables was not in the original diet. It was certain plants and certain fruits. Are y'all still here? The original diet, fruits, grains, and nuts, that's it. That's food. Are y'all still here? Watch this. Here goes the next diet. Next text. 
medicated diet. Here it is. The Bible says this. This is after sin. When is this, everybody? After sin. After sin. So because of sin, our bodies started to do what? Deteriorate. So we were subject to death and disease. So God says, this is amazing. God is a, you know, he's amazing. He's amazing. He's like, here's the perfect diet. Okay, y'all messed up. Let me put some medicine in your diet now. And the medicine is what we call herbs. Or if you're West Indian, herbs, right? It says, verse 18, and you will eat the plants of the field, verse 19, by the sweat of your brow, you will eat your food until you return to the ground. Go to the next one. All right, so watch this. The word plant there is the word herb, every herb. So there are some, there are, I'm just going to say, there are some plants that you cannot eat. You know why? It would kill you. We, we call it what? We call it poison. But what it really is, it's, it's, it's so nutritionally dense that your body can't handle it. Poison ivy, for example. You can't eat that, right? You'd be sick, right? It's not that it's bad because it was created by God. It's just that our bodies can only handle a certain level of density of nutrition. So God says there are some herbs that you can handle. Come on, praise him for collard greens. Amen? Come on, praise him for mustard greens and turnip greens. See, greens came after sin. We needed them for medicinal purposes. They have phytochemicals in there to help fight disease. Yeah. Oh, God, it's awesome. Yeah. It's in the food. One of the scholars was saying, he says, he says what, we, what we're going to see in the future, hopefully in medicine, but I don't know because there's so much money being made off y'all being sick. Just drive down Carnegie and you'll see what I'm talking about. There's so much money being made off of us being sick. But what they're saying is, is the, the, the medicine of the future is going to be food. Because eating right foods actually kills disease. Ask my mama. She got diagnosed with sarcoidosis. She went on a raw food diet, then went vegan, totally reversed the symptoms, blew the minds of the doctors. We stand around. It was no, there was no uh, uh, prayer of the elders and laying on of oil. There was, let's go to the word. Let's see what the word says. Let's follow health laws. And the food itself has healing power in it. Original diet. Somebody say original diet. Number two, medicinal diet. And then the third one, permissive diet. So after sin, it got real, real bad on the planet. God said, I can't, I got to kill, I got to, I got to destroy the planet. With a what? With a what? With a flood. And so you know what happened. And so he told Noah, he said to Noah, y'all know this is in Genesis, I believe, uh, chapter nine. He said, listen, he says, in order to survive after I destroy the planet. Remember now, when God destroyed the planet with a flood, it destroyed all vegetation. All vegetation. So he said, in the meantime, while you're waiting for your plants and your herbs and stuff to grow, he says, I need you to take two of every unclean animal, and then I need you to take seven of every clean animal. Let me rephrase clean and unclean. I want you to take food, and I want you to take non-food. See, the whole distinction of clean and unclean is not a Jewish thing. It's God saying there are certain things your body can eat. There are certain things that are not even food, so don't eat them. It's not food. Let's not even get caught up in the, oh, the, uh, it's the law. No, there are some things that are food. There are some things that are not food. Watch, watch it, watch this. The Bible says, Deuteronomy uh, uh, 14, verse 6, it says, you may eat any animal that has completely split hooves and chews the cud. Come on, say amen. So, 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 so basically the guidelines for, 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 for land animals in particular was they got to chew the cud, which we talked about rumination uh, a few weeks ago, and, and splits the hook. You let me tell you what this tra- translation, this, all this means. It means these animals are vegetarian. Mm-hmm. Lord's like, if you're gonna eat, if, 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 listen, if you're going to survive, I'm going to let you eat the animals that don't eat other things that were alive. <laughs> because the life is in the blood. So, listen, it's not even an issue, and we'll get there in a minute. I know some of you are ready to hop on this, but certain things that a lot of us eat or that are popular to eat, it, it, listen, there's no kind of, listen, the point is it's just not food. You can barbecue it. You can fry it. You, I mean, you can smoke it. It's not the issue. It's just not food. You're eating it, but it ain't food. That's the, you see, the Bible is saying eat food. So if you're going to eat an animal, eat an animal that's not a scavenger. Next. Now, some of y'all want me to tell everybody to be a vegetarian. That ain't going to happen. It ain't going to happen. 
It's not. Some of y'all need to or you'll die. Some of you need to go vegan or you'll die. Some of you go plant-based or you'll die. But, you know, I'm just so, like, every time I turn around, there's like a new level. You know, like, when I, when I was a kid, it was like, you, you'd be vegetarian, right? And then you felt real spiritual. And then the vegans came along. And then we was like, dang, I, I, was just, I, was, I thought I was there. And then I, and after vegan, it's plant-based now. And, and then now it's raw. So he's like, dude, like, who then can be saved? Like, I don't know. <laughs> all well-meaning, all necessary. Understand now, because the message is eat food. You can't, listen, you can't put water in your gas tank. Put the car, the message to the car, if the Bible we're talking to the car would, eat gas. Okay, so here are the list of clean meats. I don't have the time, but this is what the Bible says. This is a list. Ox. Yeah, mm-hmm. Somebody just got set free right there. <laughs> like, touch your neighbor and say, it's on the list, it's on the list, it's on the list. Sorry. It, rejoice, rejoice, rejoice now. Rejoice now. Rejoice now. Sheep, that's lamb. That's lamb. Amen. Amen, Zach Maddox. That's me. Me and Zach Maddox have gotten in trouble many a day with that, with that lamb in the air. Come on, say amen. You won't see us at the club. We ain't going to be out smoking and drinking, but it might be some lamb that get, get a hold to us. Praise God. Uh, deer. But if you live in Cleveland Heights, boy, you should never go hungry. I'm deer everywhere. Amen. And all my West Indians. Goat. Huh? Yes, sir. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, go on, go on, go on. Wild goat. Uh, you don't fool with that. Antelope. Hmm. Cows. That's beef. Gazelle. They don't have them here. You got to go to Africa for that. All right, so this, this is a little. Now, here are the unclean meats. All this is in, by the way, I don't have time, but Deuteronomy 14, Leviticus 11, is simply explaining what God was talking about in the beginning. Certain things are food, certain things are not. Okay. All right, so here's unclean meats. Uh, stewed camel. Can't eat that. Rabbit. Tastes just like chicken. That's what all folk down south say. <laughs> Everything tastes. Possum tastes like chicken. Everything. Is, it's not on the list, y'all. It's not on the list. Swine. Oh, Lord. Oh, my, oh, my, oh, my, oh, my. Huh? Rock badger. What is that? To the... Uh, go ahead. More. Uh, watch this. Uh, Leviticus 11 talks about the pig. It says, and the pig, y'all know we're going to go for this pig. And the pig, though it has a divided hoof, this is, it does not chew the cud, it is unclean. Remember, unclean is not food. Pork ain't food. Trichinosis. That's all I'm saying. Google it. Look it up. Just look up trichinosis. Look it up. Look it up. Look it up. It's not food. They eat people. They eat, they eat anything. I was watching Joel Osteen talk about this. Some of y'all know what I'm talking about. Joel Osteen was talking about it. He told his whole congregation, stop eating pork. Showed this video of this pig eating people and eating, I mean, just eating everything. See, that's, that's, that's what God is. God is saying, listen, this thing, eat, eat anything. They can tell you it's grass-fed. A pig is a pig is a pig. You put lipstick on it, it's still a pig. <laughs> that's it. It's the difference. No condemnation. It's just that, hey, let's just, it's not food. Next, next. Uh, you must not eat their meat, nor touch their carcasses. They're unclean for you. Next. So the guidelines for seafood. Oh, Lord. Shrimp ain't on the list, y'all. I'm just telling you. The, the, the guidelines are they have fins and scales. They have fins and scales. I, I listen, all I'm telling y'all is what is food and what's not food, all right? Uh, it got to have fins and scales. Listen, catfish don't got, no, uh, got, don't got no scales. Yeah, but look, let me just be real. A catfish is a, is a water pig. It's my, my, my father-in-law says like this. Uh, he said they're bottom feeders. Uh, Fred Bozeman told me, you know, he's, he does, you know, he does these, um, these aquariums, and, you know, one guy, you know, he had all this stuff in the aquarium, and, you know, it's just a bunch of mess in there. Put a catfish in there. It's going to it's gonna eat the fish poop. It's going to eat everything. It's going to eat everything. Listen, guys, guys, this, again, lobsters, all of this stuff, I'm just trying to tell you. Shellfish, for the most part, predominantly, ain't on the list. None of them. They're not on the list. Crabs ain't on. And I'm from Maryland. Crabs ain't on the list. Ain't on the list. What's on the list is if, 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 if the seafood has fins and scales, Fins and scales. 
tilapia. You know, you say tilapia, but some folks are saying tilapia is genetically modified. Who knows? I don't know. But it just, I mean, listen, I'm not going to take away that from you. Listen, the bottom line, fins and scales. Fins and scales. Red snapper, you know, white bass, you know, just a fish, a fish. Jesus ate fish, y'all. Like, I mean, he multiplied it too. <laughs> all right, next. Uh, Deuteronomy 14 says, of all the, the creatures living in the water, you may eat any that has fins and scales. Okay, that's right there. Why? Because it's food. It's food, all right? It's, but it's permissive food. Okay, now I got to go, go ahead. Verse 11, uh, say, you may, eat, you may eat any clean bird, but, but these you may not eat. Now, let me just go ahead and say this now, lest y'all walk out. Chicken is on the list, okay? So it's on the list. Turkey is on the list. Some of y'all say, listen, I don't care what that, the word of God says. I'm not giving up chicken. It's on the list. Go on. But I, what, this is what's not on the list. Vulture is not on the list. Why? Well, just, just quiz real quick. Why wouldn't a vulture be on the list? Because it's a scavenger. It just eats everything. huh? A buzzard is not on there. The red kite. What is that? God knows. Yeah. Uh, falcon is not on the list. Raven. Ostrich. You can't make no omelet with ostrich eggs. Owl. I wouldn't want to eat anything that could turn their neck totally around 360 degrees. Anymore. I'm scared. Stork, right? The heron, the bat. <laughs> like, people eat this stuff. Some of y'all are real. Some of you guys are real adventurous. Now I'm adventurous with limitations. Like I'm not fooling with that stuff. If it ain't food, I'm not eating it. It's got to be food. The Bi- what's the message of the Bible about eating everybody? Eat food. Now uh, go to the next slide. We're coming. So. I'm going to inform you on taking this even further, all right? So let's get informed. Go to the next slide. Knowledge is power. Okay, so the best diet for optimum health is not the permissive diet. That includes animal products. Now, I'm saying this again. I'm not a vegetarian. Okay. So I'm still speaking with authority on this, though. It's the word. I mean, mean, come on. It's just too much science out there now. I don't have time to get into all the science, but all the science says that all dis- almost all disease is connected to diet. You know how we used to have this, like, mystery about cancer? Where did it come from? Not anymore. Bra- brothers, listen, prostate cancer. It's directed to dairy and vegetarian meats. They were trying to figure out why all these Adventist men were getting prostate cancer. High sodium diets and dairy. So we sitting up there feeling, oh, well, well, we don't eat meat. See, again, it's bigger than that. Uh, again, the, the emphasis is, and if I could just say it in the most picturesque way, you, when you look at your plate, let's, let's, let's go through a few countries real quick. What time is it? Because I, um, I got to end. If, 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 for example, let's, let's go Italian, right? Let's go Italian. Typical Italian meal. Is pasta, right? Red or white sauce. The pasta is enriched, bleached, processed pasta. It's not whole. When we say whole, we're saying it, it, it's, it, it didn't come directly from the plant. Some changes happened to it. Some chemicals got to it. Unfortunately, they know you guys, all the studies have been done, the whiter the starch, the more you want it. And typically, if the starch is white or refined sugars, let's talk about refined sugars. And refined sugars in everything. Move, 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 move. Uh, 61% of American diet is processed, not food. See, that's what I'm saying. Like, you go in somebody's house, you look in the cupboard, and you see a bunch of boxes, a bunch of cans. That's not food. Because it's not whole. It's not alive. It's dead. It has no nutritional value. Its nutritional density is small. And so what happens, see, when you eat stuff that, let, let's take a corned beef sandwich, for example. So you eat a corned beef sandwich, right? And if it's a, a real big one, real big juicy one, right? <laughs> right? What happens is, is, what happens is, is even on so, something like that, that, I don't know, the calorie intake on that must be ridiculous. But anyway, when you, when you eat it, what happens is, is you have to eat so much of these foods because they're low in nutritional density See, you have something in your stomach. They're receptors. And they basically are looking for certain things in your food. They're looking, they're looking, they're looking for energy. 
they're looking, they're looking for various, uh, uh, what's the word, phyto, um, what do you call those things? Phytochemicals. They're looking for these things basically to make sure that you are nourished. When they don't see it, they keep looking, which means that you're not full yet, which means you have to keep eating. You got me? The healthier foods you eat, you don't have to eat as much because your body senses the right stuff is here. I'm good. Now, now let's talk disease. I'm going to show you some stuff. We're out. The top diseases that are in the United States are preventable. Look at them. These are all preventable. Uh, go on, go on. Let me go to, go to the next one. Uh-huh. Skip, skip. I'm just basically telling you that it's a conspiracy. They're trying to kill y'all because they're making money. They're making money, they're making money hand over foot off you being sick. Like, they don't want you to be healthy. They want you on pills. Billions of dollars on prescription pills. $300 trillion on health care. Heart disease, preventable. Cancer, preventable. Stroke, preventable. Diabetes, preventable. Kidney disease, preventable. And all reversible. Next. So I'm going to talk about now cancer and food. I don't have to, I mean, there's no way we can talk about this today. But I just want to give you some info. So the big thing is cancer now, right? Sidemen. They make so much money on cancer. And I'm scared. To be honest, one of the top fears is cancer. And it's not just happening to old people. Stop that. Got friends of mine in their 30s, cancer. And what they're saying now is clearly cancer and food, direct connection. It's not just smokers. It's cancer and food. Straight up. So here's some stuff that causes cancer. Number one, <clears throat> GMOs. GMOs, and this, and I hate even saying this because <sighs> GMOs and everything. Gen genetically modified foods, they're, they're in everything. And basically, for example, one of the big things that they're genetically modifying now to, it, see, it, see, guys, look, it's about mass production. Anytime you have to mass produce something, they're going to find ways to do it in the most shady ways possible so that they can make money. So now, GMOs in the soy milk. I'm like, I'm like, well, dang. I mean, it's in the soy milk. Some of the vegetables, like it, they're modifying it. Listen, so let me tell you this, because I don't want everybody to think, well, what can I eat? What I want to tell you is this. This is where you need to pray over your food. This is where you need, but on the whole GMO thing, like, you know, you try to do that, like, you, you look organic, and now they're saying some stuff they say was organic, you're not. Like, this is where I'm saying don't pray over stuff that's not food. I mean, come on now. But stuff that's, I mean, you just don't know. So I just had to throw that out there just to make you aware. Next thing, next thing, real quick. Microwave popcorn. Carcinogen. Uh, from the chemically lined bag, you didn't know that, you thought just butter was in there, to the actual contents, microwave popcorn is at the center of lung cancer debates around the world. Next. Just, just make it the old school way. Just make it the old school way. You can still have it. All right. Next. Uh, canned goods. Food in a can. Don't have time. Food in a can. There are some foods in a can that create risk for cancer. So my suggestion is, go fresh, go whole. Not in the can. Next, number four, grilled red meat. <laughs> Especially hot dogs. Now, and stuff like, because, see, hot dogs and sausage and stuff like that is processed meat. And they put something in there called sodium nitrate. They give sodium nitrate to rats. The rats get cancer in a few days. I hope y'all going to leave so mad. Where y'all going to eat today? <laughs> now, I'll be honest with you. I'm having fish today. I'm having fish today because this is my philosophy. Listen, y'all, look, look, let me tell you something. And some of y'all probably shouldn't even say it, but I'm just telling you. Um, I don't see, there's, we have to learn portion and proportion and moderation. Now, there's some folks that would not enjoy eating at my house during the week. My wife and I talk about it all the time. You would not, you wouldn't enjoy it. We don't cook our stuff down. We try to eat more raw and fresh than anything else. You know, the thing that kills us is 
their schedules that we have, and then you feel forced that you have to go out to eat. But I got something for that. <clears throat> See, I used to do mass grocery shopping. I don't do that anymore. I basically grocery shop three times a week because if you're going to buy fresh foods, you can't buy them a month in advance. How, anybody remember the days you go grocery shopping, you spend $400 shopping for the whole house? But what you basically did is bought a bunch of processed food. That's not food. So I'm here now where, you know, it's just, so I'm just going to leave this alone, but, you know, yeah, go on. <laughs> Refined sugar. Now, if there is something on the list that's number one, that creates high risk for, for cancers is refined sugar. Pastor, what's refined sugar? Well, one of the big ones is called high fructose corn syrup. You gotta, you gotta read label for that. High fructose corn syrup is in everything. Anything, almost anything sweet at Walmart has high <laughs> fructose corn syrup in it. I'm serious. High, uh, for example, if you buy syrup, if you buy syrup for pancakes, buy maple syrup, not, uh, what's, the, what's the black lady's name? Angel. No, not Aunt Jemima, the other one. Oh, Butterworth. <laughs> oh, make your own. Make your own. You can make your own syrup. You can make your own syrup. Not, I actually do it. My kids like my, they like my syrup better than they like the one. I actually put soy milk in mine, too. I'll tell you about it one day. Seriously. But, um, yeah, high fructose corn syrup, you know, white sugar. Let me just say this. Now, there's some stuff I'm going to speak hard on. I'm going to speak more hard on this than I am about meat. If you have white sugar in your house, get rid of it. Amen. Seriously, white sugar. I'm telling you, all the research. I'm, I'm, we need doctors in here. Yeah, Stephanie. Am I telling the truth? White sugar? I'm, I'm telling the truth. I'm serious. White sugar. I'm serious. White sugar, y'all, is death. Go brown. I know it's not as sweet. Go agave. I know it's not as sweet, but you're going to have to make some adjustments. I just don't want to get cancer. I'm sorry. I know I can't control everything, but if stuff I can control, I don't want to be sick. I mean, y'all can spiritualize. I, don't, I ain't about hell. I don't like being, I don't like having a cold. My wife can't stand when I get the flu. Just all kind of problems in the house. You know, men, when we get sick, we can't handle it. I ain't never been pregnant, so we don't know nothing about being sick. You got a sinus infection. You shut it down. I ain't going to work. Two weeks. I'm out. <laughs> you know, this, this is, this, and, this, and, this, and this is where you find, you know, diabetes and stuff like that. It's directly connected to this, guys. Let's go. It's in barbecue sauce. Like, if you buy, if you buy barbecue sauce, you got to, you know, I like open pit, too. I mean, I've always loved open pit. I mean, before I got here. But, you know, it's just like, but you have to look at the labels, guys. And, and I'm sorry. Go, go ahead. I'm going to help you out in a minute. I'm going to give you some grace. Don't worry. Soda and carbonated be be beverages, like pop. Some of y'all don't eat pop at all. Drink pop, yeah. You don't do that. But pop is high fructose corn syrup. Again, next. Next slide, yeah. We need to avoid these things. Next slide. Uh, white flour. So whole grain flour typically is not white flour, but sometimes you see wheat flour. That's not whole grain. So when you're looking for these things, you want to look for things that say whole grains. And even in those cases, you're not sure. So I'm saying the best thing to do is you look for whole grains. Whole grain basically says it, it came from the ground. We didn't do too much to it. We crushed it a little bit, but we didn't put it through no machine. We didn't put no additives in it. We didn't put no color in it. It should be able to spoil. Right. If it won't spoil, like McDonald's french fries. <laughs> Why is that? Anybody, anybody with a minivan like me and you got kids? And you got French fry in there from when they was three, and you find it in back, like in between the seat, and then you're looking at it, and then you eat it. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> but you try to figure out, like, why didn't it change? It didn't change at all. Next. Next. We, we didn't even talk about fast food. Y'all know Ohio has one of the highest saturations of fast food restaurants? Ohio's like on the top 25 list of most unhealthy cities in America. So here's some tips. Here's some tips that you can operate right now. Eat breakfast every day. Some of y'all, I don't do breakfast. I do coffee. Like, coffee is one of the worst things to do. So, yes. <laughs> yes. It has caffeine in it, number one, which is a narcotic. Number two, and I like coffee, guys. Don't get it twisted. And I'm not saying, I'm not saying I will never have coffee ever again. Please don't misunderstand what I'm saying. I'm saying we're talking lifestyle here. And most of us have a lifestyle we drink coffee every day. And then you put artificial sweeteners in there. Artificial sweeteners have a direct connection with creating a high risk for cancer. 
and you shouldn't need that high. Where am I going to get my high from in the morning? I'm going to eat oatmeal, whole grain oatmeal, right? I'm going to eat whole grains. I'm going to have fruit. I'm not going to have a dairy-saturated breakfast, which is basically what all of us like for breakfast, you know, which is basically like we want meat and we want eggs. But, guys, there's, there's very little nutritional value in that. But you'll say, no, pastor, there's protein in it. But that's not food protein. Add one fruit or vegetable to every meal. Okay, let me just, uh, let me just move. Skip, 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 because I have to end. So let me just say this. I, I want to talk proportion and portion. Nobody here today, I know it because I've been where you are, and I am there right now. Nobody's going to leave here today and just start clearing stuff out. Some of you need to because of you're breaking rules. Your doctor told you not to. And you, okay, but this is what I'm asking you to do. What I'm asking you to do is this. I'm asking you, have a meatless day during the week. Have one day where you go meatless. Right? Where you where you have uh, on your plate on your plate look at your plate look at your plate they told you have a lot of starch have a little bit more meat and have a small portion of vegetables what I want you to start doing now to get more plant based so you can get those uh, uh, so so you so you get those nutrients in your body that are necessary to fight disease come from live foods raw foods vegetables my wife and my wife's very good for this she so makes sure that we have a raw food for every meal. We gotta have something raw. Look, that kills disease. Are y'all here? Are you playing? I thought you were playing. I thought I heard something. I hear music. So what I want you to do is, I want you to just start thinking proportion. I'm not telling you to take no meat. I'm not telling you to do any of that. I'm just saying I want you to start reducing the amount of starches, reducing the amount of meats, and increasing the amount of live foods and vegetables. You follow me? That's the way we're supposed to eat. Somebody told you that you need these starches, which is basically a bunch of acids and sugars. And that you gotta have you some meat to have some protein. Cauliflower got more protein in it than a lot of meats do. Broccoli got more protein in it than a lot of meats do. So again, listen, we're just talking. I just don't. We don't want to be sick, right? No. I, so I'm just saying gradually. I didn't tell nobody to be vegetarian. I'm not telling nobody to be a vegan. I'm just saying start eating more food. That's good. That's good. Have you a day? Go ahead. Have you a day? <laughs> Like I'm going to. I'm telling you that. Ain't no sin in it. We're going to have a celebration eating day. And it's typically on Sabbath. I'm going to eat some stuff that I feel like eating. I'm just telling you. But it ain't going to be my lifestyle. We here? Everybody together. Oh, praise God. Praise God. That's it. That's it. A couple of things. You want to jumpstart this right away. One of the things research shows this that people that start exercising naturally eat better. Because nobody, come on, sisters, you're trying to get your sexy on. You don't want to mess that up Amen. by eating something. Because you, I mean, you don't worked hard for it. You're not going to go to Krispy Kreme after that. You know what I'm saying? You don't want to go to Burger King for breakfast. No, 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 no. When it comes to your vegetables, you look at your plate, the rule of thumb from the book is this it says, the more color, the better. See some colors. If you see colors on your plate, other than white, you're doing pretty good. Sweet potato over white potato. Red cabbage over white cabbage. Uh, when, I, when, I go, when I ask for a salad, you know, say I want a Caesar salad, which, I, you know, anyway, that's not the best example, but let's say you do. Say, I don't want no romaine. I don't want no, no, I don't want no uh, iceberg lettuce. Give me some green leaf. Give me, you know, the greener, the more color, the richer, the better. Let's go, let's go like the folks in China that live a little longer than us. You go to a Chinese restaurant, I want, orange, I want some orange chicken and some white rice. And just douse it with soy sauce. Like, that's Chinese. That's not Chinese. Chinese people don't eat like that. That's American Chinese. Chinese people have a bunch of little bowls full of vegetables. They have a small little thing of rice, and they have an even smaller thing of meat that the whole family shares. Proportion, right? Proportion. Anybody want to be healed today? Come here, let me pray for you right now. Somebody needs healing. I believe that God can heal right now. There's somebody that right now has something, affliction in your body, and you first want healing in your mind. You want healing in your body. You want healing in your spirit. I, I believe if we pray right now, God will do it. 
And I believe he wants to start first in your mind. Every time Jesus heals somebody, you know what he would ask? He'd say, do you want to be healed? <laughs> Let's pray right now. Somebody, this is our end of our health series. I'm not just talking about your eating. I'm talking about your relationships. I'm talking about your mindset. Somebody wants to start exercising. Anybody that wants to start improving their health. How many know you need the Lord to do it? This is not easy, everybody. This is not easy. This is not easy. Uh, every, every major sin, the sin that Jesus was tempted by was appetite. Adam and Eve fell in the garden on appetite. We need help in this area. Let me pray for you right now. Let me pray for you right now. And, and we want our children to be healthy. Childhood obesity. Thank you, Michelle Obama. Childhood obesity is a major issue in our country. And our kids are going to have cancer before many of us did. It's going to happen faster and more rapidly. They're going to be on dialysis in their 20s. Brothers and sisters, we got to make a change here. And I'm not asking anybody to go cold turkey. I'm saying go proportional. I'm saying have you a day where you celebrate, you enjoy yourself, you have your piece of cake, but don't let that be your lifestyle. Let your lifestyle be plant-based. Let your lifestyle be original diet. Let your lifestyle be medicated diet. Read, study for yourself. Learn how to get free. Father, right now, I'm going to pause right now and pray for healing. Healing in every aspect. Choice, rest, environment, activity, trusting in God, our interpersonal relationships, our outlook and our attitude and the nutrition, how we eat. God, we need help in this area. Some folks want to lose weight. Better than that, we want to live longer. Better than that, we want to live abundant life. Oh God, we don't want to be sick if we don't have to be. And God, there are those of us who are sick right now that need healing in their body. I declare it in the name of Jesus. I believe that there is a balm in Gilead to heal the sin-sick soul. I still believe that there was power in prayer. There are some of you right now that had cancer in your body. You prayed in the name of Jesus. God healed you from your cancer. What if you not only could pray for healing, but also know what to do for the healing? Come on in here. You not only need faith, but you need God's instructions. Reach toward heaven right now and claim healing in every area of your life. If by faith in the name of Jesus. The Bible says Jesus would go through towns and whole towns, whole towns would not be healed because they did not believe. But I need you to start making up your mind. Begin with a choice. I'm going to do better. I'm going to reduce my amount of sugars and, and sodas and sweets because I want my kids, I want to see my kids get married and, and I want to be able to hold my grandbabies without having to take a seat because I have no energy. I want to be the best I can be on my job. Whatever it is, claim it right now by faith, right where you stand. Claim it in the name of Jesus. Help us, God. Help us, God. In Jesus' name. You may return to your seats in the name of Jesus. Praise you the Lord.